Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show, part two, round two, attempt two. Man, oh man. So... What you just experienced, if those of you were joining us live for the beginning of this, what we saw was a complete shutdown. My, my instinct is this, that there's probably, if anybody is screwing with this, and I, and I can't confirm it, this is only suspicions, there's something going on on the USB, the actual USB port, because the only way that I get this thing back is I have to reboot everything, unplug USBs, restart all the programs, and there's been nothing that was a problem. Ryan and I were sitting and talking since 6.30 this morning. We've been talking on the exact same stream that we send to you <laughs> for hours with no problems. And the second that we go live, suddenly there's an issue. Very interesting. Very interesting. Let me tell you another little story because I wasn't going to cover this, but now we are going to. Garrett O'Boyle was supposed to be on our stream yesterday when we talked to Kurt Suzdak. If you don't know, this thing, as Kurt was saying yesterday, we had a boomerang effect. The story went out. He was sending it to people in the FBI. The story about these whistleblowers coming forward, talking about the unjust treatment of me and O'Boyle and Steve Friend and others. And the boomerang is this. When you send out the story to an FBI agent that's a friend of yours, a retired guy, the retired guy sends it to more. It goes around the horn, and eventually someone sends it back to the original point of contact, either Kurt or the first guy that he contacted. They're getting the story from their circle of contacts because it's made it all the way around the loop. That's the boomerang. That is happening with this story right now. People within the bureau that don't even like what we're about, that don't like the suspendables at all, are seeing the fundamental unfairness that happened, and they are realizing that they could be next. And some of them have been removed. That was the point of last uh, of the last show of yesterday's episode. If you did not see it, sit through it. First of all, Kurt's really fun, but that's what happened. So Garrett O'Boyle was tuned up to be on our stream yesterday morning. He was sitting in the live. Uh, he was ready. He was in the waiting room, what we call the green room on the uh, on the streaming program. He was there for 15 or 20 minutes, zero problems. 60 seconds after the intro started, before I went live with you, his internet was cut and he got a text message saying, we're going to have a service interruption in your area. It should be you know, finished by 11 a.m. Then he got another update because we went longer than the hour and it said it should be updated by 11.30. When we cut the stream, which we did at 10.30 our time, he had service within two minutes after we finished doing our thing. Now, he also noticed an AT&T truck outside of his house for over an hour that nobody got out of that was supposedly working on the fiber optics for one of the neighbors. But here's what's really fun about it. The neighbors don't have AT&T service. Garrett and his neighbors have Spectrum. So there you go. That's weird stuff. How scared is this stuff that's going on? We're talking about the vocal minority. The vocal minority is being enforced by government censorship and government positions. We're going to cover all of that today. This is a timely topic for either government interference or accidental, coincidental, technical failures that haven't happened. We have a we have these happen only every so often when we piss off the right people, it seems like. So either it is a complete accident and uh, that's just the way it is, or I woke up this morning inspired. I told Ryan when we first got, got ready to do this uh, show prep. Today is a Holy Spirit type moment. I came up with the idea that we were going to talk about this one video. This one video that's going to lead off the show. And the rest of it all fell into place. And it all kind of popped up to me as I was, uh, you know, looking and waking up in the morning. Totally bizarre. We have a hardwired internet here. There's no reason why any of this stuff should go on. But all of you guys know, 
when you live in the world of the, the intelligence community, when you start dealing with these types of actors, you don't think about it as being coincidence. So thank you to all of our security division friends that watch the F, uh, from the FBI. Thanks. Make sure you're hitting a thumbs up in the live chat. Thanks. Uh, give us one of those thumbs up on Rumble. We know there's a couple of you that like to do the thumbs down. We assume that you're all feds. Carry on. Let's do a sponsor. For God's sake, let's say thank you to our friends at Four Patriots. You guys think it's not coming. It's coming at you. It's coming at you. The ugly times are coming. Four, the number four, Patriots, with an S on the end of it, dot com, fourpatriots.com slash Kyle, or fourpatriots.com using promo code Kyle. Get yourself some emergency food. Check out their emergency food bars. I just gave a whole rant about these. You guys even may see this again. So what? The lemon bars. This is like a prefer. I'm, a, I'm like a sweet tooth guy. So like if I can just carry around a bag of cake that also has reinforcements and, and a bunch of uh, useful protein and it's reinforced with calcium and things like that, like that's my jam. That's what I'm all about. I was walking to the store the other day. My daughter said, a jam is the music that you like. That's right. This is the music that I like. I like a delicious lemon shortbread flavored cookie that's got all the things I need. I don't want to go mess around with that. So check out those, get all your calories, make sure you have a plan. What do they say? If you uh, fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So don't be that guy. Don't be that girl who has no backup plan. If the food suddenly runs out, make sure that you have it in your pantry. You can do a three month supply. You can do a one year supply. You can have just some get you home bridges, keeping it in your vehicle in case you get stuck every year. When you live in the North, you hear about people that starve to death in their cars. Don't be that person. Okay. Figure out some emergency food. It's better than MREs, which I despise, and make you not poop. That's not good for you. Get some get some uh, some backup <laughs> plans from 4patriots.com slash Kyle or 4patriots.com, promo code Kyle. Oh, my God. Ryan, are you ready to do this show? Because holy moly, I, uh, I'm i I'm amped up it, right man. now. Let's Dude, go. I'm fully amped I'm up. It's a good thing I'm wearing the pen is mightier than the sword, except for when the sword is mightier than the pen shirt. We're going to cover that later on today, too. Let's do video number one. The vocal minority, what is it? It's people that represent a very fringe belief that are the loudest on social media, on the mainstream media. They're the ones that you think are representing what's going on in this country. We know they're not. We know they are not. They are artificially inflated, their views, okay? We're going to do this video from this thing. This went viral on Twitter. Part of it is the uh, the algorithm focuses on giving things that people want to click on because a lot of us want to see that car accident, that train wreck of a human being doing train wreck things. And part of it is, I think the AI actually goes like, well, that's what people are interested in. They think that's the most important thing. So let's play this video. It's video number one. It's going to be angry guy. This comes from a guy named Matthew Hurt, who works with the Republican Party in Virginia, which did not do very well the, uh, the other day, but he was out doing a poll watching thing and videotaped this lunatic. And then... Like I said, last night, Holy Spirit kicks in. I gave it a day. I was actually going to cover it on yesterday's show, too. We're going to do this. Angry guy. Let's watch this and see what he has to say. He seems like a real nice man. A lot of swearing in this, folks, so turn it down if you're at work. Let's send it. You, uh, you, you fucking people tried to overthrow the election. You might have been, might as well have been walking up to my head on the way to the polling station, putting a gun in my head, trying to tell me not to vote. You expect me not to take that fucking personally? You fucking try to overthrow elections with violence, and then you're out here among decent people. Thanks for what coming out. What do you have to there. say, that, huh? What and what's on your fucking what's on your fucking uh, uh, your what are your policy prescriptions? Have a nice day. You've already fucking been. Fucking rapist rights. Yeah. Involving is... yourself in people's fucking families and their fucking bedrooms. It's pretty wild. You fucking animal. You try to steal my vote next year. I'm going to fucking remember you personally. Thank you. In fact, I'm taking a fucking picture of you. 
Is that all right? Yeah, you Permission? can. Yeah. It's a one-party consent state. Shitbird? Yeah, one-party state. You want a fucking one-party country is what you want. Hey, sir, how are you? Headed in to vote? Yeah. Can I get your Republican sample ballot? No. Sure, thank you. You know, try not to be buddy-buddy with these people because they, they put on a, the face of a good neighbor. But they support lynch mobs or the fucking KKK or their fucking Bible-beating bigots and freaks. They're not good neighbors. They're not good neighbors, he said, after all that vitriol. They're not good neighbors. That's the worst insult, actually. Can we be good neighbors? That's what we want to be. What is wrong with that guy? That is what impotent rage looks like, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know what happens when you put testosterone in a feminine body, that's a feminine man. He's been emasculated his whole life. I assume his husband is pissed that that just went viral. It's going to look really bad for him. And he goes in between like making, he's like, what are your policy prescriptions? He's like, oh, you're defending racist. It's, it's just like this, like this, this back and forth. This is the same kind of craziness that I think we saw in that uh, Tranifesto, which was, like I said, an op order, not the manifesto. That's what happens when male hormones hit bodies. It doesn't matter whether that guy could physically do anything. You could have knocked that guy over. He was a spoon chest. You saw that. Doesn't lift is weak, doesn't take care of things, has no capacity for physical violence. But uh, it doesn't sound like Matthew uh, Hart, what's his name? Matthew Hurt is a particularly tough guy either. He's very polite, so that's cool. But man, so pissed, seething rage. And then he comes up and he's like, yeah, they're for lynch mobs. He's like, if you steal that vote, I'm gonna take it personally. Um, guy, nobody has accused the Republicans of stealing any elections very recently. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Actually, uh, Mara came on and talked to our show the other day, and she said maybe 2004 was stolen. But I'm pretty confident that 2016 and 2020 look like a Democrat grab. That's the that's the impression that we have. We're actually going to cover that with uh, Vivek, who crushed it on the debate stage with the hat. Meanwhile, this guy is like worrying about something that's like a fantasy. Uh, that's called projection, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not familiar with the concept of projection, that's when I have a problem, and I assume that it's your problem, and then I diagnose you. It's like I'm yelling at you, and you are the mirror of me. That guy is screaming about stolen elections and he's pissed off. He's so mad. He got in his Prius and he drove off very slowly and followed the speed limit. Maybe. What do you think? In a school zone. <laughs> I bet you that guy speeds in school zones too. He's super important. Uh, everything about that guy is nauseating. And so, like I said, it went viral. His husband is pissed. He's very unsaid. I don't know if he has a husband. I just assume. I just assume that the way that he walks, if you wear cargo shorts in the winter in Virginia and you wear a like I vote sticker very prominently and then you go yell at poll watchers or uh, greeters that are just handing out paper like they have nothing to do with you. I assume I assume that you're married to another dude. I'm going to put married up there because I don't actually I don't buy into any of that nonsense. So um, I wasn't the only person who saw this and was a little bit incensed and thought this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous human being. It's a silly man doing silly things. Um, and so Marco Polo, you guys may remember Marco Polo is very good at bringing out some outstanding information about Hunter Biden, another degenerate. So here you go. They dug up this guy. They use facial recognition. It is time to do this. Why? We need to name and shame people. That's why we talked about Dina Perkins yesterday, an FBI agent who I know personally, who was pretty nice to me personally, who's launched off the deep end. Maybe COVID broke more brains. I think Trump broke more brains than we can even account for. You don't have to love Trump. I don't want him to raise my kids. But man, he definitely exposed some of these loonies. 
What's up with the purple bandana on this guy's thing? Okay, so um, we got Marco Polo. It's a, this is their Twitter account. It's a 501c3. It's an investigative journalistic organization. They've decided to use the same tools that the uh, sedition hunters, those beta losers that go and hunt down Americans that did nonviolent protests or people that got into like minor altercations. Like, do we want people that fought cops arrested? Yes, let the feds do their flipping jobs, guys. Instead, we've got these like, unpaid, like living in mom's basement losers going out there and they get into my Twitter DMs all the time and they hate me. Um, so what? Now we're doing the same thing. Now you've got Marco Polo out there investigating who this dude is. And who is he? His name is Brendan Martin, apparently. There you see, they've uh, they've got his date of birth. That's a, that's kind of interesting. And unsurprisingly, he works for the federal government. Well, he lives in Northern Virginia. That, that video was shot in Arlington, Virginia, which is just across the river, across the Potomac from where I used to work. It should not surprise anybody. And what kind of thing does he do? He's a contractor for HHS. So like so many leftists, he is reliant on the federal government for his daily bread. This is what he does. Let's bring up the uh, the LinkedIn because they went through, we're going to go through, oh, there it is, actually leave that up there. So we've got a couple of tweets that they did. They basically said, here's who this guy is. Here's where we've seen him before. Here's some of the archived, um, you know, the receipts that we've been able to dig up on him. We found out like what his, uh, his donation records are. Obviously he's a leftist. He's obviously that. So we're going to hit some of those things. Uh, before we get too deep in the weeds on that, I want to say thanks to another one of our sponsors. We did get kind of derailed today a little bit, but we're not going to we're not going to let the feds slow us down. We're going to keep marching on and forward. So let's talk about someone that we love, Patriot Coolers, people that are actually the opposite of these fed clowns and these leftist losers. It's Patriot Coolers with an S on the end of it, patriotcoolers.com. Yeah, I just got that rota molded. You guys saw me do an unpacking video on some of our little promos. Uh, outstanding stuff. Choose your color. I've got the tan one, which is a little more military than you want. If you want a low-vis one, check out the gray one. How about click on the gray one? That's a good-looking cooler right there. That will blend into the back of your minivan. Could you keep an AR in there? You could. Could you keep a pistol AR in there? You could. <laughs> the Fifth Circuit just said there's an injunction on the ATF rule on the pistol brace. We'll cover that tomorrow with Steve Friends, so don't worry about it. Or you could get one of those Tiffany blue ones. Maybe you have a Tiffany blue Glock. What do they call that? Like Robin's egg blue or something? But I think it's Tiffany. Uh, you get one of those suckers. Use promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E, 10% off. We're still working with uh, Marcus, who is my representative over there at Patriot Coolers. We're going to try to get you my little commission, which I get. It's like 5%. We're going to try to get you the 15%. But right now, it's 10% off. Go to patriotcoolers.com, at least figure out what you're looking to buy. And then uh, I will make a big announcement. I'll put it out on all my social media that you're going to get an extra 5% if we can work it out. There's no reason they shouldn't. I don't, I don't need it. They can have it. Um, I wanted to go to you guys. Like I said, times are tough. They give us a little bit of money to, uh, to run these uh, ads. And I'd much rather it just go to a better discount for our listeners. We could be the only ones doing that. So patriotcoolers.com, promo code Kyle, use that. You know where it is. It's in the show description. If you guys ever need it, any of the things that we are advertising. Okay. Let's press on with this dude. Let's grab the screen grab, which comes from LinkedIn. Um, is that the first thing that we have up, the screen grab? Yeah, so there he is. His name is Brendan Martin, as discussed. University of Virginia, so he's he's a, a local boy to that area. That's not surprising. People who live in the seat of government uh, tend to suckle at the teat of government. That's what they think is the option. And he works for a contractor that's called ICF, India Charlie Foxtrot. I hope he doesn't have a clearance. He seems unhinged. He doesn't seem to be able to control his emotions. You guys can probably get that. Like, how many of you have ever gotten into a street-level confrontation with an absolute stranger and then assigned to them all of your worst ideas? Like, imagine just going up to a person who's holding papers outside of, like, a, I don't know, like a Walmart. And they're like, sir, would you like to sign a petition? And you're like, you MFers, you... Like, it's 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 a crazy thing to do. You'd just be like, no, thanks. Uh, I have groceries. They're cold. 
I'm going to keep him cold. I'm going to go put him in my Patriot cooler in the back of my minivan. Um, are you going to get into a, like a like a yelling match with the Girl Scouts? Are you gonna, like the dude is literally handing out sample ballots. If you're a Republican, you get the sample ballot from the Republicans. If you're a Democrat, you get the Democrat one. There's no reason for anger. It's absurd. Anyway, he's an IT professional with 20 years of experience developing web-based client servers, publishing applications. He had early ex experience converting MVS systems to Unix platforms. He's a master's degree in Russian literature. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's a tie to Russia. He's read Russian books, probably in Russian. This is a big problem. Do you think the left knows this? Are they going to investigate him? Maybe we should report him to Adam Schiff. Spent 1994 to 1997 in Krakow, Poland. Uh-oh. Man, this guy. He's got some Cold War ties. He's got some uh, Eastern Bloc associations. He spent time. By the way, uh, Krakow is beautiful. It's totally worth going to. It's a really good city in Poland if you ever get a chance. Uh, so there's that. Anyway, this guy, uh, clearly a leftist. Clearly, I don't know anybody who has a Russian literature degree who's just like, yes, and also I believe in um, freedom and the gun rights. They should, because they should look back at Russian history and realize that, hey, you know who wouldn't have gotten slaughtered? People who had guns. When they round up the guns, it doesn't work real well. Uh, again, kudos to the Fifth Circuit putting this uh, injunction, or the it's actually the uh, the, the North, it's the, the Circuit of North Texas, and it's going to go to the Fifth Circuit. Long and short of it is, this guy, unhinged, and it's not his first game doing this. He's been doing this for a while. Maybe Trump broke his brain. We're going to bring up something from the Daily Mail. The, he was even reported in the international press to be pretty unstable. There's a, the, the picture actually in that thread you saw where he's holding like an American flag, which we'll go to in a second. This is the Daily Mail article. Trump was uh, doing America celebration, disinviting the Eagles because somebody took a, a knee during the national anthem. And so he gets this heckler. And if you'll go back to the thread, the, uh, the Marco Polo thread, Ryan, we can show that big picture. There he is. He's like screaming at people at the Trump rally. Look at all the people around him. They're like, this guy probably doesn't belong here. He's not really one of the people here. He doesn't love America. He's tucked an American flag in his shirt. He's got a background guy doing the same thing. Uh, who yells like that at a rally? Like he's he's a well-traveled member of the heckler circuit is what they refer to him, the Marco Polo guys. So excellent kudos to them. And we wanted to kind of dig in a little further. They, they went down and shared some links. You guys may not click on those when you're going through social media. You see it and you move on. I'm not going to move on. We're going to dwell on this for a little while. We're going to show this is his, this is his, uh, his political contribution record. Okay. It's on the screen right now. Again, kudos to Marco Polo for pulling this up. What are you seeing? You're seeing who he contributed to act blue Wexton. That's Jennifer Wexton for Congress. She's a leftist, Jerry Connolly. He's an anti-gun Congressman. He was my Congressman when I lived in Fairfax County. He's terrible. He's a stupid mustache and he's not smart. He's a chunky dude who sucks and he hates freedom. Uh, Biden for president. Go shocker. But he also gave to Warren for president, which I also think is really funny. He was like, oh, we're going to give to Biden. I changed my mind. I actually want uh, Elizabeth Warren for president. Oh, she's not doing so well. And then switches back. Um, <laughs> he's throwing money around to leftist causes. These things are all of his donations. That's more money to politicians and political causes than I've ever given. And he's not much older than me. Look at that list, folks. That's an activist. That's what an activist looks like. So there he is screaming. He's gone viral. Like I said, husband furious. And um, where does he work? What, what kind of work is he doing as a contractor for the federal government? He's working for a group that uh, is HHS related, but it's actually more of a subset. Of course, it's a subset. And so if we're going to pull up, there's a slide presentation that's online. It's going to be, I think, four. Is it best? It's number four. Uh, our topic number four was the slideshow that actually has his name listed as one of the presenters. So he's this he's this guy that's doing uh, web design or he's doing database integration, and he's doing it for a group that is associated with the Child's Bureau under HHS. Right? If you pull up topic number, 
what number is that one right there? Number five. Uh, should be the slideshow. Yep. Number and, five, got you. And so look at this. There he is listed. Okay, he's one of the presenters. That logo in the top corner of this particular slide that you guys are seeing, okay, there's a project coordinator, a project manager, and he's the technical administrator and ICF contractor. There it is, Brendan Martin, right there. And I'd never heard of the Child's Bureau. I didn't know. I mean, we have so many federal programs, you can't even uh, figure out what they are. This is a government entity that works underneath HHS. We're going to actually bring up their website. We're going to talk a little bit about it because when I went to the Child's Bureau website, I was actually shocked to find what they care about, and you will be too. It's an office of the Administration for Children and Families, the Children's Bureau. And right there on the front page, running across on their splash, they were talking about how it's National Adoption Month and some other things so they can get Pete Buttigieg his babies or whatever. But the resource alert, information. I mean, if you're not watching this on Rumble right now, what you're missing out on is a picture of people. Right? any chance that any of these, like what, uh, three, seven people are going to breed and and create offspring? Uh, is anybody in that natural picture? selection. They've been non-selected. They've been unselected. It's not so selected. Yeah, they're grayed out when it comes to the selection. Okay, this is a resource alert. There's information on federal funding to support, this one's a total mouthful, LGBTQIA, the number two S and plus. Ben Shapiro is right. When they started adding like ampersands and 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 uh, like percentage signs, they're just adding random things in here. We'll talk about what that looks like in a second. For uh, LGBTQIA plus children, youth, young adults, and families. Federal funding to support absurd, tiny fraction of the population leftist loonies who probably don't have kids because they're confused what to do with their gender. Um, uh, lesbians, two lesbians can't have kids. Uh, two gay men can't have kids. Bisexuals, I suppose, could, but probably shouldn't. Transgender people don't know what to do with their genitals. They're trying to figure out what bathroom to do. They shouldn't have kids. Uh, I don't know what queer is, but it seems really insulting. That's like a football thing. The uh, the intersex, maybe they have functional genitals, maybe they don't. The uh a is asexual, folks. Okay, and then the two S. Let's bring up the uh, let's bring up this letter. Uh, we had it saved. This is the actual letter. So we've got the letterhead here for you to see what that particular main page topic was. This is the federal resource available. I just want to read some of it. I got to lean forward. It's federal funding to support lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, two spirit. That's what the two S is. Plus children, youth, young adults and families. What in the actual hell are we spending our federal dollars on? Luckily, we've got Vivek who's like shooting some 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 bombs down range. He was just like sending it with like a belt fed and you guys will get a little taste of that in a second. It says on June 30th, 2024, states, territories and tribes participating in the Title IV B program will submit to the new child and Family Services Plan, a five-year plan outlining how child welfare agencies will provide a continuum of coordinated child welfare services for the federal financial years, uh, fiscal years rather, 25 through 29. This is a resource of the Child's Bureau, and it outlines how child welfare agencies can use federal funds to support the positions and provisions of services, interventions, and support that crazy acronym full of people, children, youth, young adults, and their families and caregivers Ways to support training for the child welfare workforce, as well as foster and adoptive parents. You don't think there's an ideology that they're coming after your kids. Why are they coming after kids? Why is the Children's Bureau of the federal government, which should represent the largest swaths of the population, focusing in on the narrowest slice of the pie that exists? Why? Why would that be? Because leftism is a religion, number one. And so they have to, it's their religious belief that they must plaster that up on their website. And number two, it is not a religion that has babies. 
In fact, this is actually showing you that the religion is a religion of converts. The government entity that is supposed to be helping people adopt children is focusing in on queer, intersex, asexual, transgender, lunatic type families that barely even exist in, in, in the broad spectrum. I don't know a single parent that falls into that category. I only see them on weird TikTok videos and social media. I'm guessing you don't know them either. Why? Because moms and dads are overwhelmingly the type of people that are going to be having children. That's how it works. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the diagrams, but there's like a key and a lock and then they go together and then you turn the key in the lock and then you end up with that baby unlocked. Um, this is a child-friendly version of it, right? Birds and bees, folks, like are they not teaching basic biology? Not in the federal government, they are not. There's a reason why we covered down on that crazy lunatic gender ideology coming out of the FBI. It's not just the FBI. It's not. They're all over the place. People who suckle at the government teat do crazy things. The Child's Bureau, the Children's Bureau, funded by HHS, Health and Human Services, you would think would go towards the largest set of good. And instead, they are focusing on the fringe. That's what a vocal minority looks like. They make you act like you're the crazy one. But we know we're not the crazy ones. We know we're not. And we know that kids don't want this stuff either. So here's a little bit of good news coming out of Virginia. We got video number two. We're going to play this. These are kids holding signs saying... Hey, we'd like separate bathrooms. We're, Sir, this is a Wendy's kind of routine, right? They're like 12, 13 years old. They're trying to figure out they're in that socially awkward phase. Put your head back into that space. Man, how rough is it for a little kid trying to figure out what's going on with their own body as hormones start surging and now you're going to start sending other randos in and grownups into their bathrooms that are that are dressed like men dressed in women's. They got a beard like this, but they're wearing like a, like a spaghetti. <laughs> there they are. What are they doing? They're singing the Star Spangled Banner. Ryan was like, dude, don't describe trannies. I don't want to see any trannies in my mind. <laughs> Sorry, I'm starting Kyle. the video. He started the video because he was like, I'm, I'm incensed by your description. Dudes in spaghetti strap uh, dresses walking into a kid's restroom. But there it is. They're all holding signs up saying, hey, like, leave our bathrooms. Now, are those professionally printed signs? Yeah. Is that probably astroturfed? It probably is. But their parents don't want it either. And they're the only ones I really care about. The parents and the actual kids, everybody else with their weird ideology can go Pound sand. Get out of here. Get effed, as they might say. So that's the upside. We're seeing that. And um, and we're actually starting to move the needle a little bit in Congress, too. The vocal minority, which was represented to be like everybody. Think about yourself right now. Did Kevin McCarthy represent your interest as the Speaker of the House for the Republicans? If you're a conservative and you're listening to the show, and if you're a Democrat who's listening to the show who uh, hates freedom, thanks for coming in. You can hit the like button anyway. We'll probably see you in the dislike uh, category. And if you work for the FBI, you're not allowed to have a political opinion, even though you do. And I'm sure it's on the left. But let's look at what Matt Gates just was releasing because they're finally getting some action. And I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Johnson a chance, even though he's already let me down on step one because his America First policy was to give money to Israel. I think that's dumb. Doesn't make any sense to this guy. However. Let's make some wins. We're going to accept that, uh, you know, there was a joke. There was a joke about being married. It said that a successful marriage looks like a, a state of perpetual compromise. That's actually more accurate to politics. And what is compromise other than getting a lot of what you want and you have to lose a little bit of what you you also want. So you, you're, mostly, you're mostly winning, 
but you're also losing a little bit. So you're perpetually a little bit dissatisfied. That's actually what politics is going to look like. That's compromise. And so with this new speaker, I'm willing to say that we're always going to be marginally dissatisfied with what he does. Let's see if he can do something good. How about this one from video number four announcing, uh, and, and I love the idea of calling Kevin McCarthy a California lottery winner. There's something special about this. Matt Gates is good stuff. We're actually sending that disclosure that we talked about yesterday over to his office today. Kurt is getting that done. So let's do video four. Let's just announce what we got going on. We're going to start doing some subpoenas. Are we going to get some action? Send it. We got breaking news out of uh, NBC. House subpoenas James and Hunter Biden in GOP-led probe of the president's family. Finally, Hunter Biden got a damn subpoena. When we had the California lottery winner, instead of a constitutional lawyer in the speaker's office, we weren't exactly seeing the subpoenas fly in a way that demonstrated sincerity and rigor to a real investigation. But now with Mike Johnson in the speaker's office, we get the news. House Republicans on Wednesday issued subpoenas to Hunter and James Biden, as well as Biden family associate Rob Walker, marking an escalation of the Republicans' impeachment inquiry into the president. The piece continues. Comer's office said he plans to send additional subpoenas and transcribed interview requests later this week. The subpoenas and interview requests come after the special counsel overseeing the probe into Hunter Biden testified before the House Judiciary Committee behind closed doors earlier this week. That was an interview that I was a part of. And I can tell you this right now, David Weiss was not entirely forthcoming when it came to his communications with the Department of Justice, with other people uh, who had a jurisdictional claims to Hunter Biden matters scattered about the American Northeast and, and even on the West Coast. There it is. Okay. It's finally time to start moving the needle here. And all you need to do is expose the truth. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about next. We're going to be talking about how this actually happened. What you have to do is two things. Number one, you have to elevate nonsensical things. Bill T in the chat just said, I'm, I'm tired of being in last place in my own country. And that's exactly right. But I do think that people who are quote unquote in last place right now are actually the majority. Most people are not that crazy. Like go out and meet people in the street, go out and talk to people, get off anti-social media and go into a grocery store, go into the places, you know, maybe the work environment's not the best place for this kind of conversation, but go into your churches, go to the places where you hang out, where you tend to frequent and go talk to people and you'll find out that they're not nuts. They're not nuts. They're saying they may not agree with you on everything. That's okay. It's no big deal. You don't have to agree on everything. But generally speaking, we can agree on the same values, which is that we don't need dudes rolling into like women's restrooms. And uh, we don't need to be screaming at our political opponents and berating them and making threats and saying that uh, I'm going to remember you next election, even though we stole the last one. If you try to steal this one back from us, then we're going to come at you like, get out of here, dude. This is not how people talk. This is all new. And a lot of the stuff is because some of these people are taking that keyboard warrior mentality, the click, 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 click typing thing right? Where they say anything they want and there's no consequences. Nobody's going to come out of the screen and punch you in the face. But I don't know how many of you guys are going to let that guy that we saw in the first video, angry man, um, Brendan Martin, are you going to let that guy come up and talk to you like that in front of your kids and just berate you? Some of you are not. We're going to actually cover a guy who's, who got to his, his breaking point. I don't recommend it, but it does happen. People get to the breaking point. And so we'll get there at some point. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll at the end of the show, we're going to show you something that's where this could lead and why the left doesn't want it either. Uh, before we do that, let's say, well, who's our next sponsor? We're going to say something. How about, uh, about MyPillow.com slash Kyle? MyPillow.com slash Kyle. You can use our promo code there, Kyle. You get the same deals as everything else. Uh, there it is. 
Mike Lindell is actually really good to us. He's super nice. Uh, he's funny. He actually said he's he, at one point I, I was sitting on a conference call and he said, uh, what do I know? I'm just a recovering crackhead. There he is. He's right above me. Recovering crackhead. He's like, I'm just a regular recovering crackhead. I don't know how many recovering crackheads have been able to do what that guy does. If you guys like the products, if you're into his, his towels and his pillows, whatever else, I actually, I'll be totally honest with you. The pillows are not for me. We bought them and we actually sent them back. But I know the sheets, my folks are on them. Uh, a lot of you guys are wearing these slippers. Those are all deals. Christmas coming up. So just use my promo code. If you're going to, if you're going to support our channel, K Y L E plug it in, if you're going there anyway, and, uh, get that thing done. And uh, we get a cut of everything that you spend there. They don't pay us to do the promos, but they do give us a cut of anything you spend. So, uh, we appreciate that. And, uh, you get whatever the same discount anybody else would give you K Y L E. That's the promo code. All right, let's, let's, let's pivot over to public. I met this guy in person. His name's Michael Schellenberger. We've had a couple of private breakfasts and we've talked on the phone a number of times. Public does outstanding work. It's a highly recommended Substack uh, from at least my perspective. They're sending out an awful lot of information. They've got a bunch of different journalists that are involved in it. And it's it's very, very good. And the reporting they're doing, they focus almost exclusively for quite a while now on uh, censorship and the government's interference in the censorship apparatus, which is highly, highly detrimental to the public discourse. It's it's scary stuff. I love that the guy's wearing that mask. That's really good. And there's a new piece that came out that they've just written. This is uh, Alex Gutentang as well. Uh, I think I actually have, I think I've been texting with him. Some of these guys, like, I text with so many people that are in the uh, sort of the, the media space right now that I can't even remember all of them. But they're talking about a new document, which we're going to cover in long form in just a moment. The, the Department of Homeland Security basically conspired to violate First Amendment rights, interfere with elections through both CISA which we've talked about is the, the group that wants to talk about cognitive infrastructure and these like pseudo, what are they called? Pseudo expert bureaucratic types coming out of Stanford and some of these other like self-appointed misinformation and disinformation experts. Really scary stuff. But the good news is, is that you've got guys like Schellenberger out there exposing it. Now, Schellenberger is a probably on the political left historically. I think we know that. Um, We've had, I just see somebody in the chat saying you should have Mike Benz come back on. Um, yeah, we have Mike Benz come back all the time. He's he's a complete wild man and we will totally do it. In fact, when we saw this article, uh, Ryan told me this vindicates everything Mike Benz is saying. I mean, we think, I think you know that Mike Benz is saying stuff that is true anyway. But this is saying newly released documents suggest that SIO, which is the Stanford Internet Observatory, it sounds like an official thing. Observatories are usually for looking into space, aren't they? Don't they have telescopes and scientists? Yeah, they do, uh, except when they are partisan hackery that is specifically designed to try to stop what they call conspiracy theories, which many of you guys will know as just uh, information that has not been proven yet and then turns out to be correct. Your instincts are almost always correct on these things. So the vocal minority is pumping out their their contra signal. They're they are trying to delete the signal that is coming from the political right and amplify and boost their own signal. They are doing what they called digital forensic research labs. There's all these different fake experts coming out of the Atlantic Council, which is funded by all kinds of left-wing money. And, and what do they do? They're doing patterns of censorship that they, they always use nice and fancy words. You should always look at the words they use. Election integrity. It turns out that the FBI actually was using some of these things. And one of my early disclosures was about how the FBI... And I don't think it's because they were running the narrative. I think they just get bad information from this echo chamber of leftism. But people that were intel analysts, non-FBI agents, and non-attorneys were stating emphatically in briefings to other agents around the country, actual agents who have the, the ability, the 1811 gun-carrying, badge-carrying, arresting-capable agents, they were saying 
that misinformation and disinformation are in fact on their own standalone election crimes. Now, Douglas Mackey, the guy who was arrested for putting out Hillary Clinton memes in 2016, which they waited all the way until 2021 under Biden to go and prosecute him aside. Generally speaking, we have never seen anybody claim that your First Amendment ability to speak is, in fact, a crime. And that's why one of those things went forward. We went through Project Veritas to be able to release that to the public. What we do is here's the way this works. This is the way the disclosure worked from yesterday as well. We bring it to Congress. We being some whistleblower or some whistleblower group or the attorneys of the whistleblower. We bring it to Congress and we say, here's a disclosure we'd like to make. And it turns out that those members of Congress also want that to be in the public discussion. And so they send it through any number of um, media posts that are going to be able to look at it. If you're a leftist, you're going to get the New York Times. You're going to get the Washington Post. You might get the New Yorker magazine. And if you're on the right, you might go to Washington Times, you might go to Project Veritas, or at least you used to be able to do that. You might go to Wall Street Journal if it's more of a centrist type piece, right? So you're going to, you go to Breitbart, you go to Fox, et cetera, and you bring that stuff. The Congress people can share this because if it's not in the public discourse, we're not going to be talking about it. And what this piece does, this piece from, from public today, which I get in my email every morning, by the way, um, just like the loop, which we'll talk about shortly, they, they basically said... Um, this is being pushed down on them and they are censoring out the alternatives. They are getting rid of the things coming from the political right and they are amplifying and boosting the signal of the political left. Like most of you guys know this. The scary thing is when we have the smoking gun saying it's the government doing it. It'd be one thing if it was private corporations. It'd be another thing if it was like uh, leftist organizations and media groups. When the federal government has their hand, and we are talking specifically about the Department of Homeland Security, I love CISA, by the way, because they have the word security in their acronym twice, the Cybersecurity and Internet Security Agency, cybersecurity being one word, C, Internet Security Agency, okay, CISA, the group that said that cognitive infrastructure was within their mandate. And what is cognitive infrastructure? It's the gray matter between your ears. CISA claimed that they had the ability to regulate your thoughts. I'm not making this stuff up. You can go and look at Tracy Beans. She's one of the listed people. Tracy Beans was very, very front and center on bringing this to my attention and many others. They want to censor your thoughts, but there's no way to get inside of your head. There's no firmware update that's going to give them the ability to go and go, hey, we're going to plug in to tack penis's brain. I just wanted to say that, but uh, Tack Penis is one of our regular chatters now. Um, I want to go plug into DSTS's brain and regulate what's going on in there. We're going to subtract the bad ideas. No, the only way they can do it is stopping the ideas that they don't want you to have from getting in between your ears in the first place. So they've got to regulate what you hear in the media, and they've got to regulate what you see on social media and mainstream media sources. They've got to censor the stories that you are actually intaking. Because once it's in, you've already seen it, and then you already have the bad thoughts. And the government stating that they have any role in this whatsoever is absolutely absurd. It is insanity. And we're going to cover right now what that looks like. So, Ryan, if you give me the full thing, let's go to the Weaponization Committee's actual document disclosing all this stuff. So here we are. This is their emblem. Let's scroll down through it. The weaponization of quote-unquote disinformation pseudo-experts. I love that they call them pseudo-experts because they are. And bureaucrats, that's going to be your federal people. Pseudo-experts is the private industry, the, the Stanford Internet Observatory types, right? And then the other side is going to be bureaucrats. Those are federal government agents that are working on behalf of a federal position that they are mandated not to have by the First Amendment. 
how the government partnered with universities to censor Americans' political speech, an interim staff report, Committee on Judiciary, and the Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government. It was released on the 6th. That was just earlier this week. All right. We're only going to cover the executive summary. All right, folks, we're going to cover the executive summary because one, it's 106 pages of details and data and information that if you want to go read 106 pages, most of you don't have the bandwidth and we don't have the time on the show to do. But what it says is specifically what you thought. They've gone out and done the research for you. They have put it all here with footnotes and lots of fancy graphics. In the 2016 presidential election, a sensationalized narrative emerged that a foreign disinformation had affected the integrity of this election that came from the federal government saying it. We know it was the FBI because we did the Twitter files. Anybody who'd missed it, go back and check out the reporting that was being done by Taibbi and Schellenberger and Lee, uh, Lee Fang and some of the others. Uh, Barry Weiss did great jobs exposing the political bias that didn't necessarily come from big tech, although we know that they're leftists. They got empowered because of the federal government getting involved in this. It says disinformation think tanks and experts. These are all in scare quotes. Government task force and universities were formed all to study and combat an alleged rise in alleged mis and disinformation. Misinformation is things that are not true and you did it on accident. Disinformation is information that you did on purpose. You lied about it and you knew it when you did it. Those are the two differences. So you have to know what those words mean. The funny thing is, is that mis- and disinformation are specifically, specifically covered by the First Amendment. That's what the First Amendment is for. Inflaming rhetoric and things that don't have to be true. You're allowed to have an opinion in this country, including white supremacy, or if you want to be a black supremacist, if you want to say Black Lives Matter and put the power fist up, those are protected speech on purpose. You're allowed to support Hamas. You can have crappy ideas in this country. It is allowed. That's the whole point of the First Amendment. So as the House Judiciary Committee has decided, they're sitting out here and they're seeing that these things were all set up to to combat what they are going to pull into their mandate, so-called foreign influence and misinformation, which quickly became a censorship on American domestic speech. I'm paraphrasing here, but we're going to keep rooting, going through this. The First Amendment, as I just said, it protects this stuff, but they are engaging in what Schellenberger has been calling the censorship industrial complex. I would call it more regularly the information industrial complex. Ryan and I have all these sidebar conversations you guys don't know about talking about the CIA. It's not just the CIA. The intelligence apparatus, the intelligence community, IC, is much broader and it includes all kinds of agencies. Some of them you're not even familiar with. You don't even know what they're up to. DIA. Most people have no idea that it's bigger than the CIA by a lot. They have a much bigger budget. They have much bigger personnel. Um, DHS has an enormous component that is all intelligence-based. Some of you guys know that. There's contractors and things like this. Okay, they're involved in this. And what happens is when you want people to go from the information business, that's what the intel community is about. They're about information and being able to use it for purposes that are outcome driven. When you take information in and you take people that have done that for a living, you move them over into a non-governmental role where they're going to continue to advocate. That is the information industrial complex coming from the information side of the government to the information side of the private sector. And that crossover bridge, that crossover bridge is exactly what we're talking about here. Schellenberger keeps calling it censorship industrial, but it's not just about censorship. They're actually about surveillance. And that is what the police state looks like. For those of you who are not familiar, go check out the movie, policestatefilm.net. You'll see some of it there. The censorship idea gets weaponized into a kinetic strike on individuals. We'll talk about that more with Steve Friend tomorrow for sure, because this is an ongoing problem. Um, this is a thing called the Election Integrity Partnership, the EIP, which was a consortium of quote-unquote disinformation academics led by that Stanford Internet Observatory, 
partnered with Homeland Security, the Global Engagement Center, which is a multi-agency State Department thing. Mike Benz talks about that all the time. Used to monitor, that's part one. Monitoring is, is important. And then the action set, censorship of Americans' online speech in advance of the 2020 presidential election. We are going to play, you know what? Why don't we play clip number five right now? It's so relevant to it. Before we continue this on, this is why this particular video is going to hit home with you guys. Let's do video number five before I get further into this uh, into this PDF. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you? Uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We're a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross, this is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why are you? I'm Lester Holton. I'm going to turn past this thing because this is very painful. It strikes close to my heart. And uh, I'm going to smile awkwardly. I mean, that's the smile said it all, didn't it? If you didn't watch the Rumble channel, if you haven't seen this clip, go find it. It's all over social media. It's very easy. If you just type in Vivek on uh, or Vivek rather on um, Twitter, you'll find it. What did he do? He went right to the heart of the matter, which is that there is a vocal majority that is starting to rise as long as they are not censored. And they are going to be saying all that stuff. Everything he said was red meat for you. Why? Because it's true. Because nobody wants to be stuck in, a, in, a, in an echo chamber of not being able to say your thoughts and getting hammered with crazy thoughts like uh, the, the people on the political right stole an election or they might try to steal it from you or that kids uh, don't know what to do with their body parts or that we should be you know, putting men in women's bathrooms. All this stuff is full crazy. And Vivek nailed it right there. And he called out the appropriate problem which is the media. Now, if you watch Police State, you saw Cash Patel laying this out in a copy and paste format. He does a really good job. It's actually in some of the promo clips, but he talks about literally all you need to do is Russia, 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 swap that with COVID-19 origins, swap that with any number of these other sort of like conspiracy theories they're laying out. And, uh, you know, the, the, the conservatives were being censored and they're acting like it wasn't true. Were they? Of course. So let's go back to the page here. Uh, give me a full screen if you would, Ryan. Here we go. In the lead up to the 2020 election amid the COVID-19 pandemic, that was part of it. They got an opportunity to come in and step in. The American public and the lawmakers debated the merits of unprecedented mid-election cycle changes to the election procedures. We saw that things changed. They moved the goalpost right then. So they're calling out all this stuff. Like I said, the executive summaries where they lay out the argument. Um, we're going to move down. The interim staff report details the federal government's heavy-handed involvement 
And this is the real key because that's what's illegal. The heavy-handed involvement in the creation and operation of EIP, which we mentioned earlier, to facilitate the censorship of Americans' political speech in the weeks and months leading up to the 2020 election. Vivek nailed it right there in a perfect, perfect moment. He took his time on stage to do what needed to be said. And he yelled at these clowns on MSNBC. Like, why in the world are they doing a debate in front of them? Like, none of those people represent your opinions. They're all rabid leftists sitting in there asking questions. And he's exactly correct. He's totally correct about what he had to say about that. Tucker Carlson and... Uh, and uh, Elon Musk should have been handling that sort of thing. Joe Rogan, who, you know, some of those guys are actually like libertarian political left types. If you were to get it, they're center left. That's where you're going to reach across the aisle with people that, that anybody cares about. But instead, you got guys like Frank Luntz. Some of you guys know him. He was Kevin McCarthy's roommate. He's got that big fupa. He's a fat guy that has been a Republican strategist for a long time. And what does he say? He was like, oh, if you heard what just said there, he's going to say that that, that was uh, answered to a bunch of boos. I don't know if you heard any boos. When he was saying that, but I have got pretty high definition earbuds and I've got some very expensive sound equipment that's probably being hacked by the FBI, but we have, or the NSA, we got very expensive sound equipment. I listened to it last night over and over and over again. I didn't hear a single boo. What I heard was it was a crowd eating that up and probably people at home as well, including my mother who sent me a text message saying, I really like what this guy is saying. That's worth knowing. Anyway. The bedrock principle is that uh, speech is supposed to be open, free, and that you are not supposed to have a government weigh in. The, the federal government has to be agnostic about religion. It has to be agnostic about the types of speech that are out there. And when you start having people weigh in as quote unquote disinformation experts, acknowledging and labeling any speech as inherently political and making it, they're making it a form of censorship. That's what this particular report is calling out. I'm going to scroll down here because I want you to see the list of names. First of all, there's a really good graphic. Let's see if we can pull this thing up where you guys can see it. Okay. Uh, GEC, that's out of the State Department, the Global Engagement, uh, whatever it was called, and the CISA, that's the government agency that was doing it. They were working through the FBI, going to and talking with this Election Integrity Partnership. And that's where you have the Stanford Internet Observatory and a couple of these other sort of like privately funded left-wing groups. And where do they go? They give the information. They become the fact checkers for big tech, whether it be TikTok or Facebook or Twitter or, um, or YouTube, as you're seeing right here. Okay. The government disinformation, the government basically ordains the, uh, the disinformation experts and says, these are valid and they are out there influencing what they're doing with federal money even. And they are going and pushing this forward. So you get Americans getting censored for information that was actually true. Okay. That's what's called malinformation. You guys familiar with that one? Let me just do a second on this. We've talked about it before, but malinformation, which is a really wild one. It's misdis and malinformation. They always talk about, um, M D M misdis mal malinformation are things that are true, but they are not convenient. Like maybe the COVID shots could kill you. It's true. There's some side effects listed. This is factually documented data that, that uh, Pfizer shows, but it's kind of not convenient because it's not going to make people do what they want. So malinformation is accurate, but against the narrative, like maybe January 6th was a setup. It could be true. There's some evidence that is the case. Steve Baker is exposing it and doing a great job of it, but it's not convenient to the narrative that Nancy Pelosi was pushing. So that's malinformation. It's bad for you. It's bad for you. All right, let's keep moving down here. Give me a bigger screen. Let's do this. Let me show you the list of who was censored. We may have to actually, there it is. It's all on here. You're not going to be shocked. Who was censored? Donald J. Trump, Newt Gingrich, Governor Huckabee, Thomas Massey, Congresswoman MTG, Newsmax, Babylon B, Sean Hannity. Wow. Right? Molly Hemingway, Harmeet Dillon, 
Charlie Kirk, Candace Owen. How many of these people would you normally see in your feed? If you're watching on YouTube, you'd want to see these people. Jack Posobiec, Tom Fenton at Judicial Watch, James O'Keefe over at uh, Project Veritas was a target. Benny Johnson, Sean Davis at The Federalist, Dave Rubin. It goes on and on, folks. Tracy Beans, there's my buddy. Paul Sperry. A bunch of these people, and then untold numbers of Americans with all political affiliations, including people probably on the political left that said things that were inconvenient to the narrative. All of these people are named as potential victims of this. Uh, and what was being censored? Here they do. They call it out. It's really good. True information, jokes and satire, political opinions, including the fact that some of these folks were actually jailed after this all happened. There's a good picture here of Mike Huckabee. They're saying things about what was going on in the polling locations at the time. These are November 3rd and just before Newt Gingrich talking about things that were going on, talking about how the, the Pennsylvania Democrats were methodically changing the rules during COVID in 2020 in the PA election so they could systematically uh, steal it. You know, that's, that's a true statement that things were going on. He has a little bit of an opinion there, but it's a political opinion and it's definitely protected under the First Amendment. It's 100% protected. There's no reason to think otherwise. Okay, so what's going on here? The, the, the political establishment basically is, is protecting itself. And Vivek went after them last night too. This is number uh, video number six. Uh, I thought this was great. I think Matt Walsh said it on Twitter. He said, uh, Nikki Haley is the right candidate for the Republican Party for the 2004 election. Go ahead and play that clip for me if you would. It's really funny because she's just a, what, a military industrial complex hack. She's, she's riding a war horse. Let's play video number six. You guys see what he had to say about it. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's gonna put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage Mr. Swarmy, thank you. Senator, uh, Senator Scott. <laughs> oh, it's not nice. It's not nice. There were some O's in there, but I don't think those were boos. I think people were like, I can't believe you just did that. Uh, calling her a Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. She went out there and she was like, yes, I do wear heels. And they're for ammunition. That's literally what her tweet was. It got absolutely ratioed on uh, on Twitter last night. The fun thing to do, I don't watch these debates. I don't have the time. I also don't pay for uh, for any of these channels. But what I do is I go to the channels of all the people that are con competing and I watch what videos they think they nailed home. That's what the red meat for their particular basis. Uh, Chris Christie's was awful. He basically said that uh, the rich people shouldn't be getting Social Security, either get rid of Social Security at all and let people do it through private charity or, you know, there's a lot of other ways to fix the so-called entitlements. His was really flat. Nikki Haley, awful, just bad. But the Republican establishment was like propping her up like she did a great job in the first 30 minutes and that Vivek was not saying what the people are thinking. Vivek is saying the, the loud part out loud. He is going to represent a vocal majority. Now, it doesn't matter whether you vote for the guy or not. I'm just saying he's getting the opinions out there. Thank God he's starting to push some of this stuff out there in a big way. And I think he says it in a more articulate way than Trump. You may love Trump more. I don't have a problem with that. I don't really care who anybody votes for. Honestly, like I'm not trying to advocate a position. But what I am saying is this stuff needs to be mainstream speech because more people than not believe it. And they believe it because of videos like this weird thing. We're going to skip ahead just a little bit. We'll come back to the closing argument, if you don't mind. Uh, Mayor Pete went to Kiev. This is an old video, but this was shared by my friend Steve Baker the other day. I was on the phone with him last night. Uh, video eight. Check this out. And then we'll play what uh, what Steve's take on it was, which is also fun. We're going to get a little bit lighthearted. We're going to get a little bit dark, but also some reality for you. Let's do video number eight. Mayor Pete going to Kiev. This is the weirdest thing. He didn't wear his Zelensky special shirt. He should have for sure. Go ahead and roll that. Welcome. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having us over. Thank you. You're all very welcome. How are you? Good to see you. Good so far. Very good visit. Well, so good. So good. Are they Chinese? Are they bowing? Why are they bowing to each other? Bowing? Yes. We're feeling very good. Uh, they look like weird chickens. Uh, this guy... There he is. Oh, yeah. Look, look at their heads. Watch their heads. Just go. Oh, yes. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Okay. We don't know what to do with our hands. We should put them by our sides. We should put our heads up and down. Oh, it's very strange. Yeah. Very weird. Weirdest interaction because weird people are in charge. They shouldn't get elected because they're weird. They're puppets. But um, maybe you should see what they're really all about. Now, this video was Steve, <laughs> Steve Baker's take. Once you see this, you can't unsee this. You want to talk about somebody in the chat just said, uh, there it was. Michelle just said two gay dudes. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Let's do a, a song. This is a musical concoction you guys are going to really like. Some of you guys have listened to a song that's called, it's called Chopsticks. It's the first song that many kids learn how to bang out on, on the, uh, the piano. This is not Chopsticks. This is Chopdicks. So Chopsticks is right what you're going to see here from Zelensky, the current president that we are sending billions and billions of dollars from the United States Treasury to. Let's play video nine. Let's see what he's about. His musical stylings. That's his pants are around his ankles. All right. Horrible. It's, just, it's horrible. Yeah. Move on. All right. Close that down. So one, that's a player piano. But two, here's the thing. You ever noticed that uh, American TV dominates across the world in a lot of places? Like there are people watching American TV in every nation. And for me, it's because that's what comes out of Ukrainian TV and it can't be good. If they think that's humor, man, uh, Friends was probably just soul-crushingly funny for them. So that's it. So that's Chopsticks. 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 You guys heard it. Um, gross, weird. That's the people we're sending money to. These are not serious people. And that's why you get video number seven. We're going to cue this up. This was the closing piece. This is the uh, the piece de resistance for Vivek last night. And man, how many of you think this too? Go ahead and fire that one down their line. I also want to close with one message to the Democrat Party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. All right, Just Mr. tell us the truth so we can have an honest debate. All right, so that's what's happening. Uh, we got to wrap that up. That's not good news for us. Our viewers are going to be very upset. Yeah, of course. It's probably one of the most viewed things. People are going to want to see those over and over and over again because he's saying things that make sense, and it feels like, like cathartic. You guys know what cathartic is? That feeling when uh, you, you scream about something and you feel better. <laughs> it's, it's cathartic. You're, you're getting out an emotional outburst that has been building up for years, years of pent-up anger. Not like the guy who's talking uh, to a poll watcher, but you're saying something that is factually true and it feels good and right to do so. Um, the alternative is that we have what happens in Panama the other day. This is an American in Panama who is just absolutely fed up with what's going on. It's the last topic we're going to cover here. This is coming out of uh, Daily Mail. Uh, again, Daily Mail. It's, it's awful. 
It's awful that it happened, but like this is where you end up. A 77-year-old man who's retired to Panama. He lives down there. He's been previously convicted of illegal gun possession and doesn't seem he's a he's kind of suspendable in some ways because he's just like, I'm done with it. I don't care about your gun laws. I'm gonna carry wherever I am. There's actually a meme that says uh, the places that you can carry if you're not a BITCH in the US, you can carry in all 50 states. You just do it. Uh, this guy's doing it down in Panama, even though he's not allowed to. 77 years old, gets stopped in a traffic uh, situation where there is a um and this, and this photo is all over social media at the moment. But he gets basically stopped by this environmental protest that's going on. He's sick of it. He's tired of this crap. And he gets out and he smokes two guys that get up and yell at him. He shoots two dudes over this. Yikes. Killed him with a little handgun. Uh, it looks little. I think it's like a Glock 48 or something like that. But he, but he shoots two people over this stuff. That's the alternative to not having free speech. We have to be able to speak so we don't have to resort to this. They don't have a Second Amendment in Panama, but he's doing a 2A solution. It's the worst possibility that you're going to go shoot your neighbors and dudes that are out protesting whatever they believe because you're not allowed to speak in a reasonable way. If you're not able to speak and be able to send your information forward, then you are going to start sending rounds forward because nobody's listening to you. It's super important that we maintain and protect these types of things. That's going to be probably where we wrapped it up, folks. We got a little derailed by some hopefully not federal interference, although I'll let you guys be the judge of it. Um, we're going to go say our last thank you to Catholic Vote. They are fantastic. They have been supporting us. Get the loop. Check out the loop right there. Ryan's showing you the webpage. You don't even have to sign up for it if you want to just go get it in the mornings. Go and bookmark it, catholicvote.org. Go check out the loop. You get the uh, the stories. They're talking about Mark Hout, who's running, and he's suing the Biden administration today. A couple of other good stories in there. Definitely check it out. It's not all bad news, and they bring it in there in a good way. And then lastly, don't forget our Suspendables merch. You can check out the shirt I'm wearing today. This is the Night Ops shirt. Go to the Suspendables, the-suspendables.com the-suspendables.com. Use my promo code Kyle, K-Y-L-E. You'll see there, there's the night op shirt. I'm wearing it right there. This is what it looks like in real life. Boom, stretches across. The pen is mightier than the sword, except when the sword is mightier than the pen. And that's when they won't let you use the pen. When they won't let you use the pen and you're part of this uh, this vocal this vocal um, majority that becomes silenced and you're the silent majority and you just want to speak People start going to the Second Amendment like that guy down in Panama. we got to try to not do that, folks. Folks, we're really grateful for all of the uh, the Rumble rants that we've been seeing today. Uh, Jay Tal said, thank you, Kyle, and the Suspendables crew. Everyone have a great day, except the FBI. They can have the day they deserved. Amen to that. That's really, that's funny stuff. And then also Alba1111 saying, keep pissing off the government. We can't help it. That's just the way we're wired. Thanks, Alba. We really appreciate all that. Folks, you guys can leave us a five-star view. You can join us in the live chat at Kyle Serafin. I'm sorry. It's, it's rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin or... or Leave us uh, one from the podcast. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you can do one just like this. SP8380 says, no messing around podcast. Five stars. Kyle and the Suspendables have worked their way into my daily podcast listening. Insightful, informative, straightforward, no nonsense. I appreciate their inside insight, <laughs> inside insight into what's going on from the current events to the scary stuff inside that they've experienced and witnessed firsthand. I also appreciate the sidebar conversations like dad stuff, masculinity, and how important it is to today's society. It is. Be masculine. Don't be like a beta who goes out there and screams at your neighbors. Have a real conversation. Maybe you can change a mind or you change the mind of the person next to you. Folks, that's going to be it for today. Follow Ryan at Ryan Matta Media on Twitter. You can follow him on Rumble at Ryan Matta. There he is. He's been producing it today, doing a great job. Was there nice and early with me. And uh, I think you guys can tell. When we, when we have this together, like I said, the Holy Spirit moves us. We apologize about the technical difficulties in the beginning. But for those of you listening to the audio, you didn't even hear it. Uh, we will see you again tomorrow for Friendly Friday with Steve Friend covering down on a bunch of ugly stuff, uh, including the FBI probably getting a new headquarters. Why not? Thank you all. God bless.
See you in the morning tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.